Hello, everybody. This is Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist here, just welcoming you to Crusade Miss. It's finally that magical time of the year, and I'm so happy that you've decided to join us for the 12 days of Crusade Miss, and we look forward to taking you all the way to Christmas Day. Having said that, we had a bit of a setback, a bit of a sadness last month on November 19th. Comic artist legend Tom Lyle passed away. Tom's famous for his work on Starman, Robin, Spider-Man, Punisher, and tons of other things, and he's just an incredible artist. I had the pleasure of meeting Tom back in the spring at Daytona Comic-Con. I had a table right next to him, and he was just the nicest guy, full of energy. He always wore fun and exciting shirts, sort of Hawaiian style and vivid colors, and it was just an absolute shock when he passed away in November since when I'd seen him last. He was just so full of energy. The rest of the Longbox Crusade guys got to meet him at Heroes Con this past year, so we all had the honor of meeting this icon. And we want to dedicate this Crusademus of 2019 to Mr. Tom Lyle. Super nice guy, made everybody feel welcome, gave us a voice drop for our podcast. We always love the creators who take the time to do that. So we're going to kick off this very first episode of Crusademus 2019 with that voice drop. So once again, Crusademus 2019 is all about you, Tom Lyle. You are missed, you are appreciated, you are a breath of fresh air. And with that, let's start celebrating the holidays. Hi, this is Tom Lyle, and you're listening to Crusader Chronicles. Read them all! You're listening to a very special Long Box Crusade episode, The 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2019! day of Christmas my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas my true love sent to me two turtle Day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Four golden birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. One dark shadow shadowing. Possibly the best singing intro we've ever had. <laughs> there was no hesitation. No hesitation. Right off on the mark. I like to do that all week. Yeah. But in fairness, he is a songwriter and a singer and a musician, mm-hmm. so he came to play, boys. He's smooth. Smooth like butter. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the first installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus brought to you by your friends at the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic book series brought to you either by one of our jingling all the way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. Until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this first day of Crusademus, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Bad. 
a prescription for danger. AKA Death Probe. And here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. Of course, I've got my right hand man and he's dressed in an elf costume, but that's not really a change. He wears it throughout the year. Go ahead and say hi, Pat Sampson. Well, hello there, Jared. And I just wanted to say that the weather outside is frightful, but the fire in the Longbox Crusade Studios is delightful. So since we have no place to go, let it crusade miss, let it crusade miss, let it crusade miss. It kind of lost its rhyme scheme at the end, but I still like it. did. It. Yeah. You know, I'm trying new things out. You know, last year someone complained about our fake fireplace. <laughs> Who was it? It was that Canadian guy, Cisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Canadians do no fire. It's cold up there, so I hear. It's about our <laughs> fake fireplace a mile away. Well, thank you, DJ Cristados, because I didn't say DJ Cristados earlier. And everybody likes the sound bite that goes with DJ Cristados. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> Let's check in with you heard from him. Let's talk to Delvin, the dark web. Williams, welcome back to Crusademus. Hey, thanks. And I got to tell you, I'm not really exactly feeling it. Like Maybe it's the first day, but to me, it feels feels like it's barely a month after Christmas. Hmm. That is weird. I know. Weird. So you feel like you're in January, like late January of 2019? Right. Yes. Like it's very late in January as opposed Almost to... February. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to being December, but it's probably just me. I will get in that mindset. I'm a trooper. Go get you some of that eggnog. I will. <laughs> I need some. Don't Pass it over. And then come back by the no. fire. Don't get yes. for Pat. Do not get eggnog. Bring me... <laughs> Oh, you know, I think there's some stuff stashed away in the cabinet from last year. Uh, you know what? You stay here and uh, we'll get Jason, the Christmas weasel, weasel skull, Albrecht on the show. And he'll, he'll check out the cabinet. Jason, welcome back, man. Hey, it's good to be back. Seems like we just left. I'm ready to celebrate Christmas. I don't know if you all recall, but I told a story about a Sky Striker last year. I don't know if anybody picked up the hint. <laughs> But I wanted a goddamn sky. <laughs> <laughs> and Crusader's angel only looks out for Delvin. When are you going to learn this? <laughs> that Shirley Bassey was sweet. Gotta admit. <laughs> So be prepared for more Sky Striker stories in 2019. You've been warned. I want my Sky Striker. Please just fall out. You know, we had the uh, podcast swap, but obviously your name didn't get drawn. <laughs> For the gift swap. Or was it even in it? I don't know. I think I got passed. It was a half empty <laughs> bottle of bourbon. And uh, that was and the Sean, hint to fill it up. <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery took that from me, beat me down like a rented mule and stole that. So never saw that again. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome to the chaos, because joining us around the fire with his hot cocoa in hand is our special guest for this episode. You might know him from his podcast, Bat Books for Beginners or the Professor Frenzy Show. It's it's a show. It's a show. Welcome yes, it to the chaos, Professor Frenzy. Thanks for having me. Pretty excited to have you here. Now, the question is, I see you've got something gift wrap kind of tucked into a stocking over there. Yes. I'm is sure. it Sky Striker? <laughs> Let's see. No, that was the other bag. Sorry. Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> Jason, cool. You should check out what I got. <laughs> it's got the wings where it opens up. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Professor, save us and tell us what you brought with you to the show today. Well, as you heard in the singing intro, today is One Dark Shadow Shadowing, which means we're unwrapping... 
Dark Shadows number 16, The Scarab from Gold Key Comics. So let me give you a little history about this comic. Gold Key published 35 issues of Dark Shadow Comics from March 69 to February 76. And today's book was released October 72. Now, according to the internet, which, you know, as we all know, is never wrong. Mm -hmm. The writer is DJ or Don Arnson, who wrote many of these issues and was an author of a lot of comic books, including Lobo, the Western one. Uh, not the main man. And he also wrote a lot of children's books. The art here is by Joe Serla, who did some work on Batman as well as Black Cat and some Boris Karloff comics. And some of his work was reprinted in the Haunted Horror series that IDW put out a couple of years ago. And the cover was painted by George Wilson, who did a lot of Tarzan comics and the Phantom and Space Family Robinson, a lot of stuff. He was a penciler, an inker, an all-around artist. And on this cover, he shows Barnabas about to smash a glass case with a bejeweled crown inside. And there's this giant scarab with Potiphar the sorcerer, his face is making up the bug's body. It's really memorable. Dark Shadows licensed Barnabas and the gang to Gold Key, who had this team of pros that were just ready to go and make this comic book series happen. And that was Gold Key's business. That's what they did. I really love this book, this one in particular, number 16. I was always a Dark Shadows fan as a kid. I was kind of an all-around monster kid, and I loved horror and weird comics. You know, the EC stuff, I still have those reprints. I liked them more than superhero comics as a kid, and I was a big monster movie fan around 1972 or so. And there weren't a lot of comic books like this on the shelves. You know, the comics code was still a thing. There were still a lot of limits on what they could do. And the Dark Shadows comics and a lot of these gold key horror comics were some of the few things that had a reliable quality, let's say. <laughs> and for somebody like me, a monster kid. For me as a kid growing up, Barnabas Collins was as influential a vampire personally than Lugosi Dracula. You know, I saw Barnabas on TV every day when I came home from school. I came came into Dark Shadows in, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the show, in the Judah Zachary era, which is the, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of the head in the jar. It's that kind of storyline. It was around probably 71 when I started watching it. So it was pretty late in the Dark Shadows game, but I love this whole vampire thing. And even recently, I've been watching the Dark Shadows DVDs and I think it's on Netflix or Prime or whatever. I'm watching it there too. You know, I've been watching it episode by episode and there's like 1400 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is long. I started watching that myself. Yeah. I started from the beginning. Beginning, beginning. Yeah. I watched the first 10 episodes of the beginning. Mm -hmm. I saw somewhere that somebody said to start, I think you said that, start in the 200s? Yeah, 205 or so. Yeah. Where yep, Barnabas, that's when Barnabas comes shows in. up. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. I didn't do what you did. I started at Barnabas. And oh, okay. I'm up to like the 800s or so. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's this parallel time storyline, and it's about to get really weird on me, so I'm bracing myself. <laughs> this comic book also has a lot of Egyptian magic in it, which I was fascinated by at the time that this came out. I was a big fan of that Karloff movie, The Mummy, and all the follow-on movies, The Mummy's Hand and all that stuff, and they had potions using tanna leaves, and it was really inspiring to me as a kid. And the one thing that, that this comic has that is an improvement on the show is that you don't have any boom mics in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a big plus. Have any of you guys read the series? Delvin? No, I have not read the series. Continuing the run of most guests coming on, and I have no idea what the heck they're bringing on. <laughs> so yeah, I have heard of Dark Shadows, the TV show, but I have never watched that either. So I came in completely uh, in the blind for this. Gotcha. Just wanted to add, even though you were a monster kid, you uh, grew up to be a pretty handsome adult. Oh. <laughs> 
Ain't that sweet? That one's very literal. (laughs) (laughs) Have you read this, Jason? Oh, I've never read it. I was vaguely familiar with Dark Shadows. I saw the fairly recent movie with Johnny Depp, but I've never watched the television show, and I've never read the comic book. Didn't even know it was a comic book until just this very moment. How about yourself, Pat? I never knew there was a comic book, but as I mentioned before, I was starting to watch the TV series because I do remember it as a kid when I would come home after school, it would be on or just ending and I would always be like, oh, what's this? It seems a little odd and weird, especially with the opening where they would do with the dirt. How's that go again, Pat? when they would show the, the Collinwood estate. Uh, and I was like, man, this is kind of interesting. But back then, you know, a boy, it was like, eh, I'm not into some soap. Once they said it was a soap opera, I was like, eh, I'm not into that. But yeah, definitely something I'm interested in now and, and really want to pick up and kind of watch through. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. How about yourself, Jared? Uh, no, I've never read a Dark Shadows comic before, much like a couple of the other guys. I was familiar with the show when I was in college in the mid-90s, I think Sci-Fi Channel picked it up for a while. Yep, yep they sure did. I saw a couple of episodes of it there and this is really odd and interesting it was like nothing i've ever seen before Mm -hmm. very 70s soap opera with that dark edge it was just different so i do remember that aside from that i don't know a whole heck of a lot about the only other thing i know about dark shadows is that a lot of it was filmed live and that there's apparently an episode you can watch where their set actually caught on fire and Mm -hmm. the actors just kept right on going (laughs) <laughs> so I'm interested to see that quasi-famous episode of Dark Shadows. Yeah, my favorite's always when the flies are going around and landing on people's noses and stuff. <laughs> Classic. And they're only like half-hour shows, not even yeah. 20 yeah, some 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. so I've seen a 600 or 700 of them, but they're only 20 minutes long. So It's a lot of shows. <laughs> you're you're of going shows. through all of them? You're going to get through all 1,400? Oh, yeah. There I you may, go. I may have to have it set up on an iPad in my coffin to get me through. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to see that's a heck of a Saturday matinee theater right? <laughs> that is definitely a good crusade to be on I tell you yeah. what Boy. <laughs> so for today's episode, I asked you guys to read this particular issue because this is the one that really made an impression on me as a kid. 45 years later, right, I get this comic and I can remember pieces of the art and the situations. And ever since I got it, I've been dying to talk about this story. So thank you guys so much. That's <laughs> awesome. When I got this book in reprint, so Hermes Press does a hardcover version of this, and panels and pages that I remembered verbatim, you know, the crown and the scarab with a face in it, and Barnabas turning from a bat and back into Barnabas, and breaking glass with his cane is also really cool. Not to spoil what I think my rating on this book would be, but I reread this book just for this show, and I absolutely still love it even after all this time. I was never really a collector, so I'd read a comic or whatever it was, and throw it in my closet and forget about it. We get all smashed up. But this is the one that I always remember. Well, I just assume since you brought it, you're going to give it 12 candy canes. That's why we don't like the guests rate the comics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me give you a a little summary of this issue. So Barnabas is summoned from his coffin by Potiphar, an Egyptian magician, or actually more correctly, he's a mystic prince of the black arts. So you got to get that right. And he's like 4,000 years old. Potiphar and Barnabas are deep within an obscure Egyptian pyramid near Cairo, Egypt, and he works his magic on Barnabas to make him his slave. So Potiphar, his deal is he wants to rule the world. So once Potiphar becomes master of the sun and lord of all the earth, 
all that stuff. He's going to make Barnabas his first minister if he does some things for him. Potiphar also has this undead army, people from different eras of time. One of them looks like William Shakespeare. There's another, you know, a conquistador, all kinds of things. And apparently to rule the world, there's a treasure criteria. So you have to collect or recollect this lost treasure of the first kingdom. All he needs to complete the set is this double-headed crown of Senum, the last piece of the lost treasure. And then step two, rule the world. <laughs> so that's the setup with this guy. So this crown is in a museum and Barnabas turns himself into a bat and he heads over and he nips some guards and he does some cane whacking. He knocks some people around and he makes his way into the vault that holds the crown and he raises his cane to break the glass case. But now, how did Barnabas come to be in Cairo to serve Potiphar? That's a really, really good question. Let's have a flashback. So a month ago in Collinsport, some Collinses were collecting for dinner and they're waiting for Barnabas and he's late. Professor Stokes tells of his theory of the recent museum robberies and Stokes suspects that it's this evil priest named Potiphar that can turn himself into a scarab. And everybody poo-poos him and says, oh, let's go have dinner. But Julia Hoffman, the doctor, she wonders about all this Potiphar jazz. And then the doorbell rings and Roger goes, goes to answer it and he finds on the stoop a box with a giant scarab in it and everybody says oh Stokes that's a bad joke let's go have dinner so they put the box on the table in the living room and the scarab turns into Potiphar and he finds Barnabas's coffin and he raises him and bewitches him to be a slave and then he makes Barnabas go steal the golden girdle of Ibex which is another part of the treasure Barnabas smashes the case and turns into a bat and escapes and then he and Potiphar make their way to Cairo Julia Dr. Hoffman is still fussing all about the Stokes's Potiphar story and wonders where Barnabas is and goes and checks his coffin and the coffin is missing. Everyone decides to have a seance. Julia sees a vision of what Barnabas is doing right now, which is about to break the glass case with a crown in it with his raised cane. So I guess the flashback is over and now everybody's caught up. Julia is able to snap Barnabas out of Potiphar's spell. Barnabas returns to Potiphar without the crown. Potiphar sixes zombie army on Barnabas and turns it into a scarab and goes to escape. But before he can leave, a column collapses and the scarab is killed in the falling rubble. Back in Collinwood, everybody welcomes Barnabas home and is glad that he is safe. Me too. The end. So what you guys think of this uh, this issue and this concept? Delvin? I will uh, talk about the good because I really don't have anything bad to say about the book. Uh, I thought the book was simple enough as far as guiding you through what was kind of a kooky plot, but kooky like macabre, not like just weirdo out there. I mean, it was definitely a sort of genre. It's Dark Shadows. So I thought the uh, story was easy enough to understand. To me, it was a pretty good page turner. I didn't think it slowed down at any point. I enjoyed the artwork as well. I thought the artwork was good and clear, simple, and effective. Okay, Pat, what do you think? I agree with you as well, Dovin. I was really interested in reading this when Professor Frenzy picked this. I was like, oh, cool, Dark Shadows. Never read the comic, so I want to see what they do. So this is a little different, I think, from what I've watched so far. So I think they do a little more, go a little more extreme or out of the ordinary from story-wise. Am I wrong in thinking that, Professor? No, that's absolutely right. They don't need the budget 
it, you know, in a comic book. Okay. They can go off the set. Yeah. So I thought it was really kind of cool and different. I was wondering, too, I was like, well, how did he get Barnabas to be under his spell and all that? And I liked the way the whole story was kind of weaved in. And you get the flashback and then back into the normal story at the end and how he just kind of snaps out of it due to the help with Julie. I thought that was kind of interesting as well, too. Artwork was very good as well, too. This goes back to uh, what year was this again? 1971, one or two. Yeah, definitely for that age, art is looking really nice and character wise, pretty close to the characters on the TV as well. Yeah, I guess I might as well say this before somebody else does. It was a longer page count. I'm surprised Delvin didn't mention that. (laughs) Why would I mention that? You know, it's a new year and I think that we should be kind and forgiving (laughs) about page count. I, for one, welcome the professor's extra pages. I enjoyed them. I did find this kind of charming in the old-fashioned way where you had the chapter breaks in it as well, too. That's always interesting. Yeah, so other than that, I kind of really enjoyed this. Fantastic. How about you, Jason? I really enjoyed this one, too. This was a new read for me, as I mentioned before. I thought there were some really great and interesting characters in there. Some very distinctive characters that I feel like I only kind of dipped my toe in the pool, but from what I read, it made me want to read more, which is, as you know, the goal of Crusadeness. Mm-hmm. I thought Potiphar was a really cool villain and I was really kind of jazzed by the army of undead that he had backing him up. I thought that was really interesting. And on the flip side, I thought Barnabas was an interesting hero. He was obviously conflicted and there's obviously a deeper story there. In the end, his good nature wins out, so that's always cool. Barnabas could also really whip it good with that cane, man. He was just pummeling fools with that cane. (laughs) (laughs) Where does the cane go when he turns into a bat? Oh, no, yeah. Your turn is over, Pat. Oh, well, that's what I forgot to say. <laughs> I made a little note of that, but since you brought it up, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, there are some bending of the laws of physics there, but that's okay. They can do that in funny books. And I thought the end of Potiphar was pretty clever, how he couldn't be killed by a mortal human, but Barnabas is able to use that undead character, throws him against the column, collapses the column, and kills Potiphar. I thought that was a pretty cool ending. I'm just going to pile on with said about the art. I thought it was really solid. Great character details. All the panels were pretty well fleshed out. All in all, I thought this was really enjoyable. Big surprise, and I liked it. Good kickoff to Crusade Miss 2019. Jared, bring us home. I'm going to echo some of the things you said, Jason. I think this is a great kickoff because the professor made a very wise choice, even though he didn't know it. I've recently got more interested in horror books. Horror books are not a genre I was into for a long time. Not that I didn't like anything, just didn't have my notice, but I've been branching out and trying more different books like Westerns and fantasy books and horror books. Jared, you've always been in the horror books. Oh, horror. horror. Two syllables. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted. That was rude of me. You should should keep going. (laughs) It goes nicely with my fantasy books. Anyways, so I was pretty jazzed to read this. And with the limited knowledge I had of Dark Shadows, I was pretty jazzed to get into that world and just kind of get a flavor for it. So this was a fun read. I like the storytelling structure because just when I was at that point in the story where I was like, how did he even... Then the story told me how he even (laughs) gave me the flashback. And I was like, okay. So I guess I 
have one question. Mm -hmm. If you've read more of these Gold Key comics, Professor, are they typically one and dones? Yes, they are. Okay, I can dig that. Again, the art was great. I just want to hit the point home about that cover art was incredible. That was like an actual painting, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep, they were painted. That was really good. So the cover was like, as soon as you sent me the picture of the cover, I was like, dang, that's a great image. Yeah, I think there's going to be some candy canes in your future. Which gives you a nice segue. Well, now, guys, it's time to give up the candy canes. Could you rate your interest in this series using your official Crusade Must candy cane scale on a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes? 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all. So how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? Jason? Listeners of this show may remember from last year, I break it out into four categories, humor, heart, spectacle, and art. I think humor was the least so I give it one out of three candy canes for humor. Heart I give it a full three. Like I said, great characters, really distinctive heroes, good villains. Spectacle, there was a lot of meat in there, a lot of entertainment give that a two. And art, almost give it a perfect three but I'm going to settle on a two because I thought that the action sequences may have been a little more dynamic if they'd put a little more effort into it. So that's a score of eight and then I always bump it up if the guest compels me with his enthusiasm about the book and that has certainly been the case today so I'm going to give it nine candy canes awesome what about you just like Jason he has his scoring system I have mine as well too it's always trying to do one better than Jason and so (laughs) (laughs) so your system system is just Jason plus one (laughs) J plus one got it All right. it it works out pretty good you know (laughs) so I'm going to give this one a ten I am definitely interested in reading more so I'm going to be on the lookout for these in bins and wherever I can find them and uh, also reminds me that I need to get back to watching the show as well too. It's a show. It's a show. (laughs) It's a show. (laughs) Yes it is. (laughs) Delvin what do you think about this? I'll fall somewhere in the middle. I'll give that nine. I did enjoy, Professor, with you talking about it. If you have a script up, I wouldn't have known it. It seemed like you were just talking about the book as if you just were able to recite it off the top of your head. You can tell when that enthusiasm shines through. That personally impresses me. So I give it a nine. Yeah, I picked up on that too, Delvin. We all have that book from our childhood that we oh, just yeah. remember. I know every panel. I know every expression. I know every word. It's obvious this is the one for the professor. You know, mine's the JLI books, probably the first eight or 10 issues of JLI from the late 80s. They're burned in my brain. So I pick up the passion. And my candy cane rating scale is based off of how excited I am to pursue more. Like I said, if I give it 12, that means I'm going to run out on eBay and buy them up. If I give it a one, that means if I see it in a quarter bin, I go flip past it. This one's getting 10, which means if I see it in a quarter bin, it's getting grabbed because it's just that interesting. It's a step out of the norm for me. The whole horror genre, the whole dork dork shadows, (laughs) dark (laughs) shadows thing is all new to me, so it's very exciting to me, and I would not pass it up. So I'm giving it a solid 10, much like Pat. I use the Jason plus one scale. Oh, I thought you were just doing the even with Pat scale. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a derivative of the Jason plus uh, okay. scale. Well, just to give one last recommendation for the series for folks, I think the main selling points of this are, you've got Barnabas Collins, who's a great character, you've got Egyptian magic, vampire to bat, and back transformations, and vampire cane smacking. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess something you'd see on ESPN 8, the Ocho. (laughs) (laughs) The Ocho. That was legitimate vampire cane smacking, too. (laughs) 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 
Plus, the covers, like Jared said, the covers are really nice. Gold Key always had good yeah, covers. These are really nice covers. Yeah. You're right about that. Gold Key always had some really solid covers. Well, that will wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try. Get some of that vampire love, man. Nothing says Christmas like vampire action. So be sure to let us know what you think. And you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Longbox Crusade, or you can email us at contact at Longbox Crusade. And if you remember like we did last year, we'll probably compile all the feedback into a Crusademus feedback special. And if we don't, we'll tack it on to a Longbox Crusade episode. One way or another, we're going to address some feedback. You guys gave us a ton last year. A ton. Oh, yeah. We loved it. So please do it again. You know why you're doing that? Why don't you go over on iTunes and maybe give us a rating? Hey? 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 Yeah. All right. Speaking of pimping ourselves out, let's pimp out somebody else. If you want to hear more from our special guests, where can they find you out on those interwebs, Professor Frenzy? Well, you can find my podcast, Bat Books for Beginners, where we cover the pre-New 52 Bat Family comic book trades for the Batman Universe site, which is the BatmanUniverse.net, which is a great website for Bat fans. We also do the Professor Frenzy show, where we cover indie comics. Both shows are with my very good friend, Chris Carnes, who you can find on Twitter at BTO and Bat Books. <laughs> I had tried to add sleigh bells. You can find me on Twitter at Professor Frenzy. And on Facebook, you can like the Professor Frenzy show page. On Instagram, I'm on Professor Frenzy. And I'm even on YouTube. You can search for Professor Frenzy. And you can also get our Indie Comics podcast there. And I'm also going to be putting up some music videos out there. And also, if you go to ProfessorFrenzy.com, I put up most everything I do, including like the parody songs I do for back books for beginners and the whole schmear. Everybody cool. loves a good parody. Absolutely. I'm not. It's good for Christmas. <laughs> Just gonna leave alone. You've let me down. You left me hanging. <laughs> Parody's nuts. <laughs> hey, oh, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for all that, Professor Frenzy. Thanks for being here. Please do check out his stuff. He's a very creative cat. Makes lots of cool stuff. We recommend him. That's why we had him on the show. And if you're loving Crusade Miss and didn't get a chance to listen last year or the year before. If you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all 12 episodes from Crusade Miss 2018 or 2017. A lot of great shows you guys have been doing. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me. And thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here at the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wiggity, 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 wiggity,
All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. If you guys follow the professor on Twitter, but he'll post these beautiful pictures from his studio window of the New York mm-hmm. City skyline, and I'll reply with pictures out my back window of my little <laughs> building. <laughs> yeah, soak it in. Amen. They were straight taking the crap on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, but I can see a guy taking a crap. <laughs> yeah, it is New York. Yeah. I'll bet you've seen a lot of things in New York. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? I'm writing your address now, so I have a place to stay when I come out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Jason stays a while. so <laughs> He's a long stayer, and you better have that vent open. <laughs> well, and that's optional. Pizza. You don't need the vent open. <laughs> I only stayed like one extra day. <laughs> Jeez. It was cheaper to fly back on that day. And my wife, Del, like, we got nothing left to talk about. <laughs> hey, man. Jason, Thomas. I'm getting home. <laughs> She's like, go chase this ball. Go chase this ball. Throw it outside. <laughs> Miranda, what's for breakfast? Who the hell is that? He's still here? When is your friend going home? <laughs> He's not my friend. I thought he was yours. <laughs> By the way, Pat says he's ready. All right. What should we do when we bring him in? Act like we're wrapping up the episode? <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> just say, just, hey, just, <laughs> Jerry, just say, uh, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> think we got him hello hello so dj cristados play me one of my favorite christmas jams yeah we're done (laughs) (laughs) oh that was such an awesome i can't believe jason gave it a 12 (laughs) how'd you know you know what i haven't even thought about my rating for this i better give it some thought before we start did the ghost of obi-wan kenobi come out to you while you were freezing to death on the fields of hops Well, I'm, there's no more. There's no more tauntauns anymore. <laughs> you must go to the long box crusade. <laughs> I know I told this joke before, but I'm gonna tell it again. What's the inter- weasel skull? <laughs> What's the internal temperature of a tauntaun? It's lukewarm. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to the. Well, it's not the tenth installment, is it? This is the first installment. We're off to the races with a typo, boys. That's what happens when we're doing it this early. We're doing it live. You shut up and put your mic on mute. Could be the 10th installment. It's the start. first. It's the first. All right. I'll try again. Hello. Is welcome it the 10th? It's the first. Oh, I'll go back on mute. <laughs> so, so just get rid of the zero at the end? Oh, my God. Professor, this is what I deal with. <laughs> oh, I don't have the screw up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I need it cues. That's all I have about it. Who do I pass it off to? Pat. Thank you. Hold on, guys. I'm getting a call. Sorry. Pat. <laughs> Mary Jane. Happy New Year. I mean, not that it's January or anything. I've been sitting here under the mistletoe. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it still cracks me up. Like it still hasn't stopped. I'm out here to break a pipe too. <laughs> a pet pipe. Oh, Mary Jean. <laughs>
we are well oriented machine right now. Yes, we, we are. are we a are. well-oriented machine. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Our machine makes crap, but it makes it efficient. 